everyone, and welcome back to an episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the Captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me for some stuff relating to some other stuff that we're going to talk about relating to stuff, my dear friends who are masters and expert of stuff, Commander Eric and Commander David. How are you, fellas? Doing good. I'm a master of nothing. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're pretty good at debating. I think you're I think you're you're a master of that. Actually, I bet if I was part of a debate team, I would not be very good. Eh. Eh. David's like just biting his lip on that one, biting his tongue on that one. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's good seeing you guys. It's good seeing you. How have um how have the weeks been for both of you? Uh, since the last time we chit-chatted around some Trekkie stuff. Good. Good for me. Good for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I know. Nothing happened, right? It's like, <laughs> dang. Yeah, you just set this up. You're really waiting for us to like tell you something big. Just like, sorry, man. Just letting you down. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. I, I mean, it's it's life. It, it is what it is. We uh, last week, um, since we we last um, hung out and talked about stuff, uh, my we had uh, a birthday party for my daughter, and uh, it was a mermaid theme. Oh, she's and, six uh, or five. Yeah, six now. Six. Wow. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird having a six-year-old. I don't know. It's just like another number, but like, I feel like there's like some weight to there being a six-year-old, you know, instead of like a five-year-old for some reason, but maybe that's just me. But yeah, we had a, a mermaid-themed party. We invited um, the the kiddos from her class and like a few other friends of hers um, down to the beach that uh, we were at for my party um, earlier this year. And um, Eric, I know you were there and you remember like that you could stand on the dock and you could like you know actually see water and like tide and fish and all that stuff nope not this past weekend you could walk there was like all grass it was like because there was no it, water it hasn't rained in texas in like three months yeah yeah that's what you get for not having rain over here but here's the thing that i thought was kind of cool in the the roaming around in the lake where there was no water, um, I came across this old Texas Rangers hat that was in the deep end, like just covered in mud and seaweed <laughs> and all that fun stuff. So your and natural like it has inclination like a, was to grab it and take it. Yeah. Yeah. You kidding me, man? <laughs> I got the thing, and. I'm gonna like clean it up and try and restore. I just noticed like how short the bill was. So like I'm wondering if this is like actually like a really old hat or if someone just shriveled up. Maybe, I don't know. But it's my size also, so there's that. So you found this hat. Not only did you decide to take it with you, but then you put it on your own head. I did not put it on yet. Oh, good. No. You know it's your size. 
inside it says what the size is. It's oh, a fit and half. Oh, but Chase, you know that doesn't matter until you put it on. It it says it says the size right there. Uh, Chase, man, that's like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, you know, sometimes you can be too Texas. You know what I mean? <laughs> is there such a thing as being too Texas? Probably. Probably. Are you kidding me? Dang. Okay. All right. I see how it is. Hey, I thought it was kind of cool. We uh, <laughs> we grabbed it and um, I immediately grabbed the hose and like just like sprayed it off and stuff. I mean, like this thing was like gray whenever I picked it up. Like it was just like nasty brownish gray whatever. And I found a water hose um, over by the um, uh, the restroom and stuff. Did that and um, yeah, like I'm gonna get like some. You know, Dawn, some gain, some OxyClean, and like just like let it soak for like hours and like just see what happens. So, like, your wife lets you bring this thing home, <laughs> like, lets you put this in your car and bring it into your home? Yeah. Because my wife wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your wife is pretty amazing, but 12 years versus six months, right? Mm. I don't think it's a matter of time with a dirty <laughs> hat you found in the water. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. It, well, you know what, Eric? Maybe she's using this for something later that she... Oh, I... That's, yeah. That's like, probably yeah. true. Remember that, that hat, that, that grungy hat that you brought in here? <laughs> <laughs> leverage. Marriage is all about leverage. Man, look at you becoming an old pro already. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that that's that. I mean, like we had the we had the party the this past weekend and um and then uh just the other day on Tuesday uh was her actual birthday and uh, yeah. So they I mean, I have I have a six year old now, six year old daughter, which is just just I don't know. She's just growing up way too fast and I'm like trying to pump the brakes, but there's no such thing, gentlemen. There's no such thing as that. And um, when the time comes for y'all to have children of your own, like just you're gonna experience that too. So when you, do you have kids, like treasure every moment. I'm, I know I'm like sounding like an old man, but like seriously, just treasure every single moment that you have with them. Cause it, like I feel like just yesterday this girl was born. And I have no idea how I got from there to here as quickly as I did. So. The more you know. These are the days of our lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome to As the World Turns podcast. <laughs> Coming fall 2033. After all those other podcasts. Yeah, all the other ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. got to run their course. No, no. I don't think you'd ever finish like a, a, a recap podcast of, of that show, of any of those no. soap operas. No. Like, you would never finish. Ever. There's, what, like 10,000 episodes or something? At least. Like, some of them have been around since, like, what, the 60s or 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, I got, I got nothing else. I got nothing else, so... Anyway, in all seriousness, though, anything else for you guys you want to 
share or mention, bring up, whatever. Next week we'll be heading out on our honeymoon. Yeah, Finally. that's what I'm talking about. Cool. Two weeks, driving trip out west, and then back. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does sound like it a lot really of fun. Does. Yeah, no, it will be. She just booked the last um, last Airbnb today. Mm-hmm. We were we were kind of gonna think about winging it in Bryce Canyon. There was no camping available to reserve but they had like a first come first serve uh yeah yeah but we were both like but like maybe not so <laughs> we actually swapped it out we're going to zion instead of bryce canyon this time okay so we'll do zion and then we'll, we'll head to bryce canyon another time i mean there's there's enough down there you're never going to cover it in one trip so and yeah. we're we're pretty much rapid pace two weeks just seeing a bunch of stuff so that's so cool man I think I might have told you about this. Like, uh, it might have been like an early conversation, but um, I, I there was like this. What's it called? Like a Rocky Mountain like train something train company or something like that. And like they do stuff both in um, uh, the United States and in Canada. And there are these like trains. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like these trains that just have like these like glass kind of like bodies to them so you can see like the mountains and it's like a like two three day kind of trip like there and back and that looks like fun the original plan we were actually talking about getting a rental driving basically to california and taking a train back oh okay so there was like a train back to chicago and then we just skipped down from chicago back to ohio but you know that kind of got mixed mm. that that would be kind of cool i mean i've never been on like a train other than like the subway or the chicago l yeah right so i think being on a train might be or a, a train at like an amusement park right mm. that, i think it'd be kind of fun yeah yeah I, I think it's still something we'll do eventually though because it, it probably would be pretty fun okay all right well there we have it there we have it. anything from you eric before we get nope. cracking nope nothing from me all right well you fellas want to want to do the thing yeah let's do the thing let's do the thing let's talk track i mean any, i mean anytime i hear someone say let's do the thing i always think of cora the last air the, not the last airbender but like the legend, legend of, cora, of cora, right? cora yeah right julie do the thing <laughs> can always count on you, Eric. Thanks for that. I mean, you've seen it, right? You know I what have, I'm talking yeah. about. I have, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, man. All right. Let's talk Trek. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show as we uh, buckle up and get ready for more discussion uh, from this episode of Star Trek Lower Deck. We're in Season 4, Episode 5, in Pathological fallacies okay so episode five we were at the halfway mark of the season and wow. uh this uh this episode we get some um some betazoid folks um that we're going to be hanging out with and um i believe like the the description that was on um this particular episode was a trio of betazoids cause chaos on the cerritos or do they? 
So yeah, but go. we get our narrator of this episode, Talen. Talen, man. We get a Talen episode. I That's know. We get I'm a Talen episode, about. right? We're real. I mean, why did we Why did we not bring Talen in at, like, the start of season three? Why did we wait from, like, that season two episode until basically season four to bring her in? I know that the answer That feels like this. a wasted opportunity because she's fantastic. I know the answer to this. So, okay. like, Wedge Duj, where she, like, first shows up, right? Like, we're seeing all those, like, lower deckers across different ships and stuff. So, Mike McMahon apparently didn't realize that she was going to have as positive of a reception as she did. So, it was going to basically be, like, a throwaway kind of thing, like, you're going to be transferred to a Starfleet ship. And the nothing... So here, I mean, here we are. We finally get her right, and um, it is. I, I'm just gold. so. I mean, it's she's gold. the best. Like it gold. Is gold. Every scene she's in. Yes, she is the best part of this season, in my opinion. Well, it, isn't it a bit insane to think that like a Vulcan character could just be a throwaway character? I mean, how many memorable yeah. Vulcan characters have we had? It's like almost one in each show. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And with and and with yeah. the show this nutty, because it keeps getting slightly more unhinged each episode. It feels like just wait for Peanut Hamper to come back. Well, yeah, but now you have like a stoic, which yeah. is the it's the 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 opposite, you know, of it. And sometimes yeah. you got to have opposites. It's to it's the slow it's the odd it's the odd couple dynamic of it all, yeah. right? You got yes. your Oscar and your Felix. Hmm. Yep. So, yeah, we, we start this this episode off like basically it's a personal log, more, more or less, but it's this um, outgoing communication that she's addressing to uh, the captain of the, um, was it Cheval? Is that how it's pronounced? That, that sounds, sounds right. right. Yeah. Um, basically, like this is her trying to say, this is what's going on. I really want to come back, but in the most Vulcan way possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, part of her outgoing communication is saying, hey, um, this uh, this mission that we're on right now, due to some recent unprovoked attacks across the quadrant, um, the Cerritos is um, transporting some of these Betazoid uh, diplomats and whatnot. Yeah, they just came from some diplomatic meeting, and now they're going to vacation on Ryza. Mm-hmm. And these diplomats are glorified socialites, mm-hmm. basically. Well, I mean, that's what Beta's... I feel like... Easy for you to say. <laughs> the Waxana <laughs> Troy was basically a glorified socialite. Yeah, that's but true. she was technically a Betazoid ambassador. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, a, this is a classic Star Trek setup. We're on a mission somewhere. We're transporting some diplomats. Nothing's going to go wrong. Right? At all. Just a nice, quick, easy journey. We'll drop yep. them off. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, yeah, so we're, we have these three diplomats, right? And they have like these, like Bourbon Street kind of like little <laughs> <laughs> containers that they're just like hauling around the deck, the various decks of, of the Cerritos. Um, 
making comments about shuttling like um, these drunks around. Bunch of sexy drunks, I'm sorry. Um, and just like. I feel like they're also in like like Kentucky Derby style outfits or they something. Are. Like that's where they're yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I mean, I was thinking of like a variety of um, like next gen and, and deep space nine episodes where, you know, Loaxana shows up and she's in like those extravagant dresses. I'm like, yeah. that seems like it's on brand. I think it's on brand. Let's go with it. Um, so yeah, we're basically getting a tour of the ship and we're going around these different places and they run out of their glowing beverages and, um, hey, Talyn, can you go get some more beverages for us as we're, like, doing this tour? And some of the places that we hit up are, um, of course, like, these de- these different decks. And then we're going to go, like, check out Sick Bay. And um, there, Dr. Ta'ana um, is, you know, taking care of a scratch on um, Billups, I believe. And um, apparently, like, Cations used to um, eat... Um, <laughs> Beta souls, and now they only eat synthetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah, dude. but then also, it, like while we're touring the ship, like these 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 beta they're not just empathic, but they're also more on the telepathic end as well, mm-hmm. and they're like reading the minds of the captain. Captain, you think this is a waste of your time? Of your time? And then they like read reading ransom's mind like oh like i'll i'll get with you right mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll give i want someone to play hard to get oh, i can I, play hard to get give me another chance <laughs> give me a chance <laughs> they put a, they put one of their drinks b- between his cheeks and it's just like come on man. why yeah yeah so we decide that we're gonna what We've 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 made it to sick bay sick bay and stuff and we decided we're gonna go to um, the bar on the Cerritos and get some drinks there just as to lend back with refilled glowing beverages. What better way to start surgery, you know? <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Um, Dr. Ta'ana has a little bit of a drink, no big deal, and then they're off, and uh, we get to see some some stuff going on there. Um, Miglimo is trying to replicate some kind of suit, but he wants to make sure it's been regurgitated, um, and we'll get more doesn't, with... It doesn't uh, even with... taste like it's been in Mama's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get... like there's There's more that we'll get to in just a moment, but... Um, Talyn's like just like trying so hard to get this outgoing communication sent and it's just not working out she she ends up um, I think it's back in her quarters and like she keeps hitting the send button but she finds out that communications uh, communication systems basically uh, for transmitting messages is blocked uh, while, while we're going from point A to point B from here to RISA basically and she's getting um, frustrated in a very Vulcan way uh, to the point where she's like thinking it'd be Ill- illogical to try and send this thing again so it wouldn't hurt to just ask when would this these systems be back up and running again let's find out and this is where things start to get kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh, people start to uh, we're, we're in the bar so we've we've finally gotten back to the bar and we're um, 
people are starting to act kind of crazy. And I think, um, at least for me, like when I'm watching this, I'm thinking they're just drunk. Like they're just like having a party. They're just drunk. They're smashed. They're whatever. And that's all that this is. Yeah, but it felt it felt like a little bit more than that, right? Yeah. Like I mean, been around enough drunk people to know. Yeah, they can, they can lose like the ability to think properly. But this just it just right off the bat, it seemed like more than that. And and the whole time, these three Betazoid women are acting kind of weird. Like I think they're onto us, type of thing. Um. And, like, they're just being kind of, I don't know, what's the word? Just, they're acting suspicious, but they're also being suspicious at the same time, too. I think that sounds right. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, we're, um, Talyn, like, is, like, offering up this, um, like, suggestion of, like, what might be going on. Um, as we kind of move forward a little bit with this, and it's basically this notion of xanthi uh, Z- 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 fever. Was that the name of it? So it's a Z. It's a Z. I got it mixed up. Anyway. Yeah, it's the same thing that Loaxana Troy had when she was getting older. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's like for like middle-aged women, basically. And we want to get them checked out. So it's like, hey, we think you might have something. We just want to get you checked out. No big yeah, deal. But they, they, we can't come right out and tell them that we're checking them out for this. We have to have some kind of ruse check out because it's like insulting mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Women of a certain age. Women of a certain age. So, so we, we get back to sickbay after we're not telling them what we think they have. Dr. Ta'ana, who's got like her own cat scratch fever kind of thing going on, um, is doing all the scans of all the things. And just as we're saying it could be this fever, um, she's like, nope, you don't got it. You're good. In only the way that Dr. Ta'ana can, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Talen is over there like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, isn't it like it's like Freeman is catching on too, because Freeman is here and she's like, "You're doing something to my crew. You can't just not have this. Something has to be up with you." And she's looking like ragged here, like she's like yeah. fighting the effects of what's ever happening. And it yeah. is like, it's true, not looking good. No, not at all, not at all. So Talyn is trying to figure some stuff out too. And, you know, the it's, it's at this point, I believe, that uh, the three Betazoid women um, are like, no, we're not doing it. We're out of here type of thing. And then they um, shortly thereafter kind of reveal who they really are. Which yeah, is they like, try to take over the ship, right? We can't. They're on to us. We have to stop them. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I think this is like, um... They're from B.I., right? Yeah, Betazoid Intelligence. And I don't know if we really got what the real purpose was that they were doing apart from, like, some intel they provide at the very end of the episode. Like, 
Did I miss <coughs> something? I mean, I, I think that they're just generally trying to investigate this mystery ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're like by like not being by like playing these just socialites who no one takes serious. Maybe we'll hear something that we're we'll be able to hear something that we're not supposed to that somebody would normally keep more guarded from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I think I think we're getting to the point where we're going to have like some stories kind of colliding all at the same time. So um just want to hit the pause button on this for just a second. Um earlier in the episode, we had um Boimler who was like stressing out trying to memorize like all these different names and like profiles of people and he gets like one wrong and he like beats himself up about it and Rutherford's like you just need to chill dude like why don't you come to this party which is where they were in the bar and uh, he doesn't he doesn't know how to relax apparently and Rutherford recommends Boimler to the program I think we have a candidate for the program yeah which and it sounds very ominous. It really does. I'm like, is this Mirror like, Universe Rutherford? Is like, what's take going on? him to the program. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's Shax and like some other security folk, and they're like doing slam poetry and putting puzzles together and poetry about Worf. <laughs> yes. Did you like that, David? And puzzles with Malcolm. I could have dealt without that. It's all the famous security personnel. <laughs> yeah. And then later they play some card game that I'm not really sure I understood what the card game was about. Mm-hmm. They're like tarot cards, right? Wasn't that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Supposed to be? Yeah. And everything's reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they're just like all like just chilling, having a good time, or whatever, and. Uh, at, at one point, Boimler's like, this is it. This is all you guys do is just play puzzles and do poetry and whatnot. Like, I thought y'all were, like, tough. I thought y'all were, like, security. You just sit here and just talk about your feelings, basically. I want action. I want something. And then, boom, red alert um, happens, which is something that happened on the bridge with Freeman um, whenever she's taken by the the BI folks but the thing that's coming together with all this though is we're uh, we're gaining this understanding that um, part of the issue is not necessarily the the Betazoid woman but Talyn herself Um, which I don't know how I feel about, about this revelation about her and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. She goes in, and as they're escaping the, this mob, basically, of like hyper emotional, like crewmates, and it's just her and Mariner that are in this room. And like she basically, this is to Lynn, to Lynn confiding in Mariner about like her frustration and that she is basically the reason everyone has gone cray cray because of Bendai syndrome. Yeah, this, this is a weird one. Because, like, 
I mean, Bendai syndrome isn't something that they have a cure for. It's a neurological disorder which effectively mimics Alzheimer's and like dementia. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it affects the old elderly Vulcans. Mm-hmm. And she's 62, so she's nowhere near that. And it's rare. It's rare among Vulcans. And you, you kind of had the thing with, with like T'Pol after the mind meld deal where she was having the trouble, but it was just like she just needed her like head fixed up a little bit by somebody who actually knew how to correct a, a bad mind meld. So that's a little different. But, you know... As much as, like, I hate bashing stuff, I feel like we're just, like, we're just word association for the sake of word association, and we're just copying the episode where Sarek comes to the Enterprise. And we we, we sort of find out initially there that he's losing his emotional control and, like, his aides were helping, keeping him together and all that stuff. So, it just like words for the sake of saying Star Wars words or Star Trek words. Oops. (laughs) There's Star Trek words, you know? Yeah. Sarek was what? 200 years old? At least. When when that happened, I think they gave his age at like 200 or 202 or something like that. Right? Which is old, even for Vulcans. You know, we hear Talen's she's 62, which is essentially the same age T'Pol was, right, in Enterprise, yeah. Um, yeah. which is yeah. considered young for a Vulcan. And, like, mm-hmm. also, like, Vulcan's age is supposed to be, like, intimate knowledge. So, like, the fact that she's just, you know, when T'Pol shared her age with Trip, that was, like, a, a part of their building their relationship here. And for, like, Talen to just offer that information up i know she's like compromised by her her disease here but it seems a little strange for her to just offer that up and if there is no cure for this what happens now is talin gonna like be get like i have alzheimer's dementia and like like need to be like taken care of candidate for the program well, I kind of feel like it, it'll be something we won't ever hear about again. Yeah, it's gonna, we're gonna shelve it, and that's gonna be it. Which that I feel like this show, we're in an era of television where we don't shelve ideas from previous episodes, right? Like I know, like it's, the original series would have done that, right? And even like into the '90s, with like especially like Voyager, it did a lot of things like that. But I feel like we're in an era where we don't, where we have a, this is a big storyline, a big idea, right? And if we do just shelve it, then David's right. It's just, we're just, how much Star Trek can we fit into Star Trek? Do you guys think, honest question, do you guys think that the the writers, but especially like, you know, um, like McMahon, underestimate um, Tillin, like with the audience? Well, yeah, because they had already written all these episodes before they really got any feedback. Like it was all it was all done before any of them aired, and they don't really know how the audience is going to react. So it's possible. I would just really hate for, I mean, 
here's the thing, because like we're we're talking like how much Star Trek can we put in Star Trek? Here here's here's what I propose. We do we 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 do the Bendai thing, right? We kill her off this season. Last episode of this season, we do the whole like um uh, resurrection type of thing, right? Search for Spocker? Genesis? Center to the Genesis planet? Exactly. We're going to do the whole thing. Have her... I, I roll. Yeah. I mean... And then put her in the robe. Put her in the, the, the Spock robe and have her go swim with some with some um, whales, dolphins, turtles, something. Oh, that, that's how you're going to tie in the probe somehow? You're yeah. You're just going to be watching with freaking yeah. rebirth to Lynn? Yeah. Oh, my God. But and it, her it speaking to... like, the hell, I, the hell I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> to Lynn did too much LDS in, in, oh, yeah. in the 60s, you know. No, I, I don't want her to go, and part of me thinks, you know, like, we're in, what is this, um, 84, right? 2384? Is that right? Yeah, it sounds about right. So, yeah, we're in 2384. So, we're talking... 2382. Okay. Pro- so, Prodigy's 2384. Okay, so we're looking um, about 10 years after... I think if my math is checking out, about 10 years after Sarek passes away. So maybe, and this is like a big maybe, maybe there's going to be this introduction in this show for how we overcome and heal Bendai Syndrome in Vulcans. Do you really trust this show to do that, though? I'm... Look, I I go I go out on a limb because I like to Lynn, Okay, that's the only reason I say that. I don't know that I trust this show to do that. I mean, we're, yeah, we're we're about we're about fifteen years after redemption or unification. Internally? Internally, yeah, that was that was twenty three sixty eight. Okay, so we're fifteen years after that. Anyway, but like I really I I just want to like say I really like the exchange that does take place like despite all the other stuff that's that might be going on like how she's like really like expressing in her own way like how like kind of upset she is with like the whole situation like her her captain saying she's not Vulcan enough and you know, completely unhinged and things like that. And then Mariner giving, like doing what Mariner does and actually giving a pretty good pep talk. Like you, you have Bendai syndrome, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty Vulcan. I'd say you're, you're, you're kind of like killing the whole, like being a Vulcan thing. And, um, not only that, but like you are, you're not unhinged <laughs> at all. And no, Mariner, Mariner's really good about like yeah, like bringing up her friends. She really is. Yeah. So I I think 
and this will go into my review later, but this, I think, was like my favorite part of the episode, if I'm being honest. So, um, and it's, it's in this moment that we're realizing, hey, I'm talking this out with a friend, even though I'm not going to call her a friend, and my aura, my waves, my whatever is diminishing. So like I'm not broadcasting like these crazy kind of unhinged, bendai influenced thoughts and feelings to people right now. And you start to see it kind of dissipate in others. So now we have all this colliding. We have, you know, her having figured it out. We have the we have um, uh, the Betazoid women that have taken the captain um, prisoner basically and taken him to um, the bridge um, and they've they're they're trying to take the ship elsewhere and in doing so they turn left instead of right going straight into the Romulan neutral zone and yeah and Freeman warns them about it that'll take us right through the neutral zone like seriously why couldn't they have just turned right and I mean it's it I mean well I think there remember there was that one original series episode where the like Captain Kirk and Spock are like incapacitated and the Commodore takes over and he's like, we got to get to the starbase as quick as possible. So we're going to cut the corner through Romulan space. But I mean, still, that would be a deep dive if that's what we're trying to right. recreate here. That'd be a real deep dive for real. But like at the same time too, like we're not even concerned about that. Like we are literally concerned about just literally turning around like we could have like done this and not gone into the neutral zone right i mean and because we have inertial dampeners we can literally just turn the ship <laughs> see we were inverted <laughs> we were inverted <laughs> we were inverted <laughs> like you don't have to turn if you have inertial dampeners you could just flip it and reverse it <laughs> and because there's no such thing as up in space right if it doesn't matter if you just flip it and reverse it. That's for all you millennials out there. See, when I watch the episode early in the day, I get to workshop my jokes. Yeah, man, I'm proud when of I you. When I watch the episode, like, and I'm finished, like, five minutes before we start recording, no workshop jokes. Man, <laughs> you're on it, man. You're You're on it. Here we go. Yeah, so... Um, Freeman, I thought, did something kind of smart where she's using their uh, telepathy against them, like with something that was said earlier. Broad basically, like, convinces one of them to, like, read her thoughts, and, like, that just, like, causes all this disruption and gives she, she, her... She's doing the reverse psychology. Yes. I want, right. you, I, you don't want to read my mind. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go to Romulan space. They'll torture me for all the things that I know. What things do you what know? Things do you know? I, I don't know anything. <laughs> now I have to know what's in your head. <laughs> gives them a little bit of a window for them to fight and for Freeman to hit red alert. Get the people from the program to stop doing slam poetry and come save the day. Yeah, and it goes off at like a random time. Boimler's like. What do you, you, do people just sit around like what we're talking about? And then it goes off. It's like, wait, is that real? And they start grabbing out phasers. He's like, oh, you're grabbing guns. Little phasers. Big, big phasers. Big phasers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. 
So that's all happening, and we basically everything just works out, right? Like everything stops. We we get control of the ship again. We stop just shy of the blinking light separating our part of the neutral zone from the Romulans. And um, we get to see some lurking Romulans. Let's go lurk in that sector. (laughs) Over there. And uh, they all live happily ever after. Yeah, so, like, how did we stop her, Talyn, from projecting? Did she just become aware that it was her and she just decided to stop? Like, I'm a little fuzzy on this. Well, this could also be the the Discovery ship thing where we've got to play a little game with it, you know, to calm her down type of deal. Uh, Talyn, come and let's have a little heart-to-heart. Everything's fine. Don't project yeah, your just, emotions on us. I still didn't understand how. It's like a neurological disorder. Like, this is not something that you can, like, just stop by thinking about it. So I'm like, wait, how did we resolve our issue here? Do you want me to talk about that now or in the Delta? Whatever you want. Let's save that for the Delta. Okay. All right. Chase is our mental health expert. He's got the <laughs> he's got the info. He's got the deets. I got some deets, y'all. That's what we call a tease little tease for you all right i think that's more or less it well i mean you have you have boimler talking with shacks and it's like Mm -hmm. what do you think we just sit around and protect the ship no our job is to protect the people on it too and that includes their mental well-being or something to that effect yeah you really take a holistic view of this job don't you (laughs) that's right baby bear Which I don't mind. I was, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, like, when you're um, when you're on an airplane, right, like, flight attendants, they do more than just, like, make announcements. Throw, and Throw the peanuts at you. And throw peanuts at you, right? Like, they're trained to, like, keep you calm, like, when stuff's going on. And um, in May, there was, it, it was a bad flight, and I was freaking the heck out. And they were like, just look at me. And look at this pilot that's sitting right next to you. Like there, we had like an extra pilot that was like flying with us, and um, like I was very thankful for that. And I kind of like was thinking of that experience in the spring as I was hearing about this holistic care that Shax was talking about as well. So, uh, but yeah, and like Talyn is like deciding, hey, like I guess I'm not gonna send this message. I guess I'll stay here. A little bit longer. Please stay permanently. Please. Please. Well, does her staying as a permanent character hurt the growth of Rutherford or Tendi, right? Does she Probably. take the place of one of them? Probably, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we got the big Tendi episode last week. Like, mm-hmm. I know we had big Rutherford moments last season, mm-hmm. right? There was, like, a lot of them. But where's our – we have we got anything Rutherford-centric? this year at all the, the the him chasing after his jg right like him doing all this stuff competing with another engineer trying to get his oh his yeah, black yeah. Pip. yeah but that was like the b story of that episode more or less but we still got like yeah sure some focus on him this this season yeah mm-hmm. so anyway that's all i gotta say about that 
So they all lived happily ever I after. I say about that. <laughs> all right, gents, let's let's move into the evaluation um, side of things. So let's start with the Delta and how well the different divisions were uh, represented in this episode. So we'll keep doing this collectively. So, um, all right. So that tease I was telling you all about. Um, this was showing up in a, in two different ways. First off, so we're we were just talking about this with Shacks and like this holistic view, but like you know, I, I think we focus we have focused so much like on the Deanna Troys of the world and them being like actual like ships counselors that we don't think about like other skills that anyone can do so like um if we're talking about like breathing work or we're talking about like grounding exercises for instance all that's going to help with like mental well-being and like emotional regulation and this whole episode as far as i'm concerned was a good attempt it was it was just a good comment good commentary i think on the role of emotional regulation and how your emotions can not only impact you but the people around you as well so we do know that when it comes to like um alzheimer's and um dementia that they are neurocognitive disorders and whenever you have a neurocognitive disorder especially of those variety it is going to start affecting different um, lobes of your brain um, and part and one of those is like your frontal lobe which is going to affect your um, executive functioning and your emotional regulation now we're in sci-fi so we get to just like wave a wand and kind of call it a day when it's all said and done but i like the fact that we're recognizing that there is emotional uh, dysregulation that's taking place and that we are we have these social supports that are present in the form of like you know mariner with with Tillin in this case to kind of help with that and that's and you kind of want to see that whenever you're dealing with a neurocognitive disorder like Alzheimer's for instance you want to have those social supports to kind of walk you through or be there with you through that process because um, there are going to be times of clarity they might be fleeting at times, but there are going to be times of clarity. So um, for me, like science is all over this, especially like that mental health, that ship's counselor kind of kind of stuff. It's right there. It is full on as far as I'm concerned. Um, not just with, like I said, not just with Tillin, but also with Shax and how Shax incorporates that stuff with like the operations side of things. Um, yeah, I, I'm really glad you brought that up. Like, I mean, that's incredibly well said, everything everything you did there. Like, I remember there was another ep episode, like, last season where we were talking about science and David and I were doing the deltas and Chase, like, you're like, okay, there's a mental health science in this episode. I think it was the episode where the engineering team had to go to the relaxation, mm -hmm. right, thing. But, yeah, it's just like, I have to mention this because this is important. And like, and, and you're right, it is. And I think sometimes we forget about mental health in as being a science. It actually is a science. It is, yeah. Right? And we forget about that. Yep. So for me, definitely science. Science is definitely there. 
Um, and you see, I would not have given science without that because I'm like, like there's a problem here, but we're not solving it with like solving it right i do the sure. air quotes in yeah. a sense with like our engineering our science department yeah. our operations department right we're solving it by doing mental health right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think the um the the operation side of stuff i mean I know we, we kind of have like the levity, you know, like with slam poetry and doing puzzles and things of that nature, but um, I mean, they are very, I think there's a very good um, demonstration of like their ability to act when a red alert goes off. Like, yeah, they're in some like random room and then like boom it happens like let's get the small and the big phasers and like go into like whatever formation we're going to go into so i don't know if that's considered a stretch or not but i'm willing it's to lean into it, it. I mean, the, the, the readiness is there and then also just yeah you know their, their ability and their training to overcome an enemy that has taken out your entire bridge crew rather you know easily as well speaks mm -hmm. to the operational readiness of the ship in general so I don't think it's a stretch. Okay. I don't think it's a stretch either. But, like, I will say that I came in here fully ready to give a command delta, and I think what Shax is doing here with, with Boimler, like you said, well, that's science, but that's also command because it's somebody, your senior officer, saying, like, here's how I can help to build up the, the junior officers on our ship. Here's how I can give them confidence and make them a better better officer a better person mm -hmm. and to me I, that falls into like leadership and and i would even think mariner doing the same thing like you know as much as mariner hates to like be in charge or have responsibility like when she needs to be she can like be she she can make good decisions right and here it's just being a friend but it is also showing leadership qualities yeah well there's there's also just small add-on to that Rutherford who identified a problem in his friend and then got that elevated up to somebody who could help him. Mm -hmm. That's a good so point, too. There's yeah, that, yeah. too. Like, it is, as screwy as we do get, they do have a reasonably tight network to deal with certain problems or opportunities that might present themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, and, it's not and, 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 I, and I think even Freeman, like from the very beginning, when something starts to go wrong, she senses that this is not just people have that there's something more going on here and we've got to go and try to figure out what it is. And then, you know, on the bridge using her, you know, she outsmarted them with her mind, even though we kind of made fun of like the reverse psychology thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a captain like coming up with an idea and like being in charge and being able to, to solve the problem and save her ship. So I think right. we have to give credit to Carol Freeman there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Full sweep. There we go. And good which is, reason. Which is surprising for like, like, a, you know, a, a we're just ferrying diplomats episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, well, let's uh, let's roll right into uh, the numerical rating, if we don't have anything else to say. So, uh, scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. How do we rate this episode? Eric, what are you thinking? <clears throat> um, well, I enjoyed this episode. I, I think that, you know, from a lower decks perspective, it's like, it. I always say, I'm going to rate episode highly if it fits the premise of lower decks. And to me, I think this fits the premise in the sense that, you know, we're not on an, a quote unquote important mission, right? We're just ferrying these diplomats who happen to be, you know, just glorified socialites. And uh, like, that's what the California class ships are. They're just support class. They're doing things that are quote unquote not important. And we're just supposed to like, hey, here's our little just uneventful mission. Just ferry them along. Right. But then, you know something obviously happens to cause things to go awry and and I I think it gave I mean I think Rutherford maybe had like the lead not maybe Tendy Tendy and Rutherford I think kind of had were kind of not didn't have big roles in the episode I know Rutherford like you know put the name out there to get Boimler into the program right Tendy had like the one line with like Oh, Talen, you came to me to help for help. Oh, I love you, right? She had that one line, um, and so like they were kind of sidelined. But but I really I, the focus on Talen. She's a she's a great character, and I think as you said there, we we gave a cl- a cl- clean sweep to the Deltas for like kind of a ridiculous episode. Um, so there's that um, going for it. But at the same time, David mentioned this earlier. Is it, are we just replaying an episode from the from the next generation that already happened? And I, I think we are. I think I don't think there's anything new to the story, like new story wise. I think it played out in, in in an interesting way. But then, as I said, how did we solve our problem exactly? We just recognized that we had a mental health problem, and then we solved it. That's like telling. I feel like to me, that's almost like telling someone, "Oh, you're depressed." just be happy you know you're depressed just be happy um chase maybe you can comment on that um but it's like i, I don't know i didn't feel the res like there was really a, like a good resolution so there's good in this episode there's things that i'm wishing were more but i definitely enjoyed it i think i think a lot more than i have enjoyed some of the other episodes this season so i'm gonna give it a 7.8 Yeah, um, I think it's kind of funny because, like, uh, in class the other night, I was um, teaching on this thing called rational motive behavioral therapy, and um, it's it's basically this type of therapy where the the person who originated it was focused on like combating irrational thoughts, believing that every human being has the capacity to think uh, rationally no matter what. So, I mean, he was very. Um, um, to the point and he used a lot of expletives in, in his counseling um, uh, whenever he was he was doing this and um, I just kind of chuckled about that like kind of thinking of like him and like the Bob Newhart approach to counseling you know just get over it or just stop it type of thing you know and uh, there's the thing about our brains and I promise there is a, a review coming in 
shortly. But like the thing about our brains is like there's this neuro, this idea of neuroplasticity, which essentially means like our brains are capable of being changed. It's how we it's it's our thought life basically. And sometimes you might need a little help with like prescriptions to kind of take the edge off so you can do the work to get there. Um, other times it's just kind of thinking about it and like kind of having like those social supports to get you in the right direction and having talk therapy and relationships like the relationship is really the thing that does the most healing more than any kind of theory or any kind of technique um, in the grand scheme of things it's just being in relationship basically Um, that being said um, I enjoyed the mess out of this episode uh, for what like we've kind of talked about it being kind of teed up as like a nothing burger you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, when we find out that she, that Talyn had Bendai syndrome, I wasn't too cool with that um, just because of like what we were just saying, right? Like this has kind of been done before and she's really young, you know, like she's really young to be getting this. Not that young people like in on earth now couldn't get Alzheimer's, but it, like at a, at a younger age, but it's not going to probably have the same effect as it would at more advanced age, like we kind of expect with like seniors. Um, I liked this, like to me, and I might be alone on this one, but I thought this was um, a somewhat balanced episode where we had like the pure ridiculousness that we kind of expect from a lower decks episode with like some thoughtfulness and I thought it was done pretty well um, I am concerned about like we've talked about with what this means for the future of Talyn's character and um, if we are going to either ignore it or we're going to do something to maybe undermine it um, later on and then um, kind of like regret a decision perhaps um, I think it's one of you that's like if you're going to kill a character just let the character die right like just be okay with your decision I think that's a Davidism if I'm not mistaken um, just be cool like with whatever your decision is and I really like Talyn like Talyn and Rutherford are my, my favorites right now for, for Lower Decks I mean Rutherford's been my, my boy since, since day one um, where am I going with this um, I'm happy with it. Um, there are some some issues with it, but um, I'm probably gonna do probably what Eric has done in the past. And uh, for me, I'm gonna roll with um, I'm gonna roll with an eight three just for for giggles. Eight three on this episode. David, what do you got, man? Okay, so I get to be the odd man out in this uh, particular review because I didn't enjoy the episode. That's cool. I, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, I understand the premise. I, I'm, I'm not, like, mad about it. I understand we gave the Deltas, which I, I agree with. Um, you know, it, it's it's nice to have a Talyn-centric episode, so that's fine. Um, you know, we did have a problem and a resolution-ish. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was a reasonably tight story, felt very short, very quick uh, with the watch-through. Um, but, 
you know, there, there's just there's just something about there's something about it that I, I just I don't care for. Um, I don't really I don't really care for for the continued just unhingedness of the show, sort of the the flaunting of the professionalism while seemingly also trying to tie in all of these, you know, really good like mental health things. It's kind of like. You know, you take something that's really delicious, like, I don't know, pizza. Let's just say we're taking a nice slice of pizza. It's really nice, it's good, it's cooked well. But then you just throw like three cans of sardines on it. You know what I mean? It's like you had such a good base, but then you have to like top it with a bunch of crap. You know, just weird weird dialogue the, the the constant bleeping and i understand that this is supposed to be like an adult show more in the vein of like a rick and morty or something like that and i and i can i can understand that i just don't find it funny like i i've i've never like really laughed out loud to lower decks necessarily so if i don't find it funny and it's not working for me then, you know, it is what it is. I, I just don't, I just don't care for it because it's like on the one, again, on the one hand, you have characters that I like. And on the one hand, you can put together a story, but you don't have to throw the three cans of sardines on top of the perfectly good pizza. Like you can have pizza and just let it be its own thing and eat it and be happy with it. I'm also not particularly thrilled about the Ben dies syndrome either i feel like you know this is it's it's another somewhat lame attempt to tie in things that you don't have to and potentially sacrifice a character that obviously fans have cared about enough to where you had to write in the character into the show more and have its own uh, their own centric episode like you don't do this if there's not a fan reception to it or a particularly strong feeling in the writing room. But, you know, overall, it, to me, and this is what sucks for me because, again, like Chase, you can throw out all the great mental health stuff. You know, Eric, you pointed out all the good command stuff. And, like, that's great. But I can't overlook the smell of sardine. You know, it just, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit too much for me to overcome and it's a forgettable episode which is sad to say with all the with all the rest of the stuff that you could have a completely memorable episode with so i'm i'm not gonna flame it because i don't really believe in doing that i think it's fine i'm not gonna be unreasonable and say like all of this stuff doesn't matter because i don't like the 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 way the show is tackling the issue as a whole I'm just not going to be particularly generous with it. And I'm just going to give it a seven. You know, it's, it's fine. Okay. All right. Thank you, David. So we're, we have, well, what is it? A seven, eight from Eric, a seven from David and an 8.3 for myself, which gives it a, a seven, seven for the average for this week. Yeah. Which is our highest rated one so far on average this season. Yeah. Kind of wild that it's just a a nothing burger of an episode and it's the, it's our highest one about that. So far. So far. Empath. 
that's the logical. That's the one. Yep. This is. Uh, that's hard to say. Don't try to say that ten times, five times fast. Not gonna do it. <laughs> it, it. It was a miracle enough that I actually pulled that off for like the intro, right? <laughs> but hey, I just um, looking at the scores. Um, I mean, we've been improving. We're for the consist- most part. We're consistent. We're all right around the same. We don't have these wild fluctuations from one episode to the next. Yeah. David has been very consistent. This yes, week he- in the past, too, yeah. has been all sevens. All sevens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there we go. There we go. Well, well, well. All right. Well. Do we have a Tapol? No Tapol. No Tapol. That name's grown on me. The you t-pole. like it? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to the Tapol. <laughs> the Tapol. No, 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 no. We don't, unfortunately. Um, anyway. So that's that's all I got, guys. Um, we'll be back next time as we start the uh, the downhill slope on this, as we go into our the last five episodes of the season. Um, Got so the yeah. back, the back half. The back half. We're making the turn. Here we go. Here we go. Stop in the clubhouse for a beverage and hit the back half. The thing, the thing that's concerning me, and if I can just be honest, is, you know, we have five episodes, and I know we we talked about this last time about like the mystery ship, right? Like, the, the thing that like the the Betazoid women gave the crew was like hey by the way here's some intel here's a little outline it'll picture like whatever of this mystery ship that's you know allegedly blowing everything up and my concern is that we have five episodes and all we've seen of this thing is like blowing stuff up and um there's another show out right now where we're about to be in the last episode of the time of this recording and I feel like we haven't really found out much of anything or really know what's going to happen at all and that's frustrating for me with that show and it gives me concern for this show and where we're going to go with it so anyway I mean I mean I don't even feel like last season at this point we had our central issue I think I think it might have been episode five that was the the big Rutherford episode last season where, where he was like in a flashback and he we learned how he you know something was afoot in his past but we hadn't even really gotten to the Admiral Buenamigo bad guy storyline and I think we I think we did that pretty nicely yeah 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 but you're right I do I want to know more I want the answers I just, I'm not, I'm not going to like dial back like what I was saying with like the rating, but like, I mean, I just, I mean, I know, I know we give it kind of like some crap, like about like, um, serialization, like with some of the shows that we've reviewed in the past, but like you can do like, you can have like your through line, right. Without it being like serialized. And I think it's done maybe a better job in some ways this season with that where we've done like our standalones but we've also had like 
the ta- the like the like the tag on right like with like the mystery ship either blowing something up in the beginning or the end or whatever yeah but I, like, I like but like I want something more than just like blowing up a ship at this point right right yeah you're right like just tell me that this is like something from like you know the 26th century like it's come back in time or tell me that this is like some unknown faction from the gamma quadrant or whatever it might be. Romulans or sex tell me something just give me give something. me give me a, a like a little tease at the end of the episode like a shadowy figure I don't even, I don't even something like that right yeah so anyway well that's that's it I mean we'll we're gonna find out more when everyone else finds out more um, so guys as always thank you so much for your time and talking trek with me and I'm um, having these conversations it's always um, it's always appreciated it's always fun to spend some time with y'all uh, when we do this so uh, for everyone else out there thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed this episode as well uh, what did you think uh, did you were you thinking the the betazoids were gonna be like the big bads this week or did you even get a whiff that it could have been to Lynn uh, love to hear your thoughts get in touch with us send us a note give us an idea for a show future discussion whatever it might be uh, trtpod at gmail.com of course you can send us a voice only to 817-752-4757 remember there is a three minute limit so watch out otherwise mystery ship might just come along and sever communications um, other than that if you want to mail us something like I don't know one of those like tall little bottles that the Betazoid women were using. I'll make sure that gets to like either Commander Eric or Commander Dave. I'm sure they'd love that little souvenir. Um, and it was Lone Star Station PO Box two four five five, Azel Texas seven six zero nine eight. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to be bold to go and make it so.